Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are talking about, well actually this is our, our fourth in the series of cupping, but we are talking specifically about body. Yes, an important term that you may not know, but uh, you taste every time you put your you put your coffee to your to your lips. Well, and it's such an important piece of the way coffee feels, the way it tastes, the way it uh, affects you. Um, so important so that we were actually drinking a cup of coffee, one made with a paper filter and one with a metal filter it's to right. test the difference, just because we were curious. We were curious. It's a little different though normal than normal because we actually, for both processes, we used a method, I should say, we used the AeroPress and right. we, we have a, a paper and we have a cone, K-O-N-E, and uh, we want to see, because later on we're going to talk about paper and, co- and metal make a difference to your body of your coffee. Yeah, so I guess to start things off with, we, we, we will want to define what body is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you were telling me that body is one of the four four things that when you're tasting that are kind of like the big ticket items that you're going to actually be tasting. Is that correct? That's right. Um, oh, I'm getting a bit loud there, aren't I? Sorry. The, um, it's typically, you taste a lot of things when you drink a cup of coffee, and hopefully it's good. Right. But uh, four main things that's tend to stand out when you drink a coffee and you actually think about your coffee. Uh, body would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the acidity. Is it bright? Is it not? Which we're going to talk about uh, probably another podcast, actually. Mm. And the flavors, which we've already talked a lot about. And yeah, the, well, and the flavor side, I mean, our last episode talked a lot about flavor. That's right. And uh, we're not going to go on that so much. But the last one is aftertaste. What happens once you've swallowed the coffee? What's happening there? So those are the four things. And body is one of those. I'm not sure. Is it you? Maybe it's you. But there's always. Uh, I'm thinking it's you. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- for years, you know, drinking coffee and stuff. Every once in a while, there'd be a little bit of a, a little bit of a burp after mm. after. Yes, coffee yeah. is consumed. It's more my wife. She would. Uh, t- that sort of was a sign of a good cup of coffee. When but it's a coffee, coffee burp. burp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm not sure if that's exactly aftertaste, but it's it's after the fact. No, that would definitely be more aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. So, what what actually what is body? So we've talked about, you know, the fact that it is an important piece of what you're cupping. It's, it's an important piece of what we're tasting, but can we kind of break down coffee or body um, a little bit more? Yeah. Which is what we intend to do this particular podcast. The body um, it's of, of a, the SAA form, but mm. um, has 10 different areas. You can look at attributes of coffee. Right. One of them, is body. There's a box in there for body yeah. and that gives you 10 points. So this is 10% of everything you say about a cup, cup of coffee, 10% of it they're saying is body. We need to talk about that. It's a big portion of yeah. the actual process of, of grading it, even on a cup. It, you know, like you said, it's 10% on a coffee form. And well, I think we've linked that form in mm-hmm. the past, but we'll link it again so you can kind of see the, the breakdown of that there. And if you don't use the SEA one, most forms will do something about body because it is such a major component to the to the coffee itself. Well, and how is it scored on that sheet? Is it intensity or what's the the kind of like the scale that it lays on? Yeah, two things really, and particularly the quality of the body. Is it a good body mm. or is it a body you go well that is not even here? And it may be there, but it's just it's not doing anything to my tongue at all. The the tactile right. feel of it. But there's another part to it that you can, it's the vertical scale on, on that form mm. and it starts off thin and goes up to heavy and uh, some coffees are thin and some are heavy. So that form 
it will force you to put a line in there somewhere. And usually, if it's a special coffee, it's going to be a line between six and ten. And ten yeah. being like, oh, this is the best tasting body body coffee. Not the, not the flavor here. I'm right. About a, the a body of the coffee. A have really bad flavor, but have good body. Exactly. Or vice versa. I yeah. think that's where that subjective, objective part comes in pretty clearly too because you have to be able to sit there and say this has a good body but i hate the way it tastes yes. or you know vice versa um you're, you're not assessing just the flavor you're actually assessing different components of that mm-hmm. coffee and you you wrote something here that that i liked um and i think it ties back to kind of our our uh we had an episode on extraction and That's i think right. that kind of actually ties in as you and i were talking about this mm-hmm. episode before recording it there's a lot of tie-ins to extraction in the body that I didn't ever make before. So I think it's, it's kind of an interesting piece, but this is, this is the, this is the quote, uh, that would was it from you? I, I'm, I, I, so long since I've written this down, this one, I look back at my notes and I, I didn't have anyone with it. So I'm assuming I may have said something like this. This is a Paulism. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe if not, we're sorry. Uh, a suspension of small particles dispersed in another substance, which it's a little airy fairy. It's mm. not not you know. It doesn't really help clarify too much immediately. It but does, when you start thinking about yeah. it, it's there are more particles or substances mm-hmm. uh, in suspension mm. in the hot water that we've used. That's to right. Our coffee. And body is very much those particles that are insoluble. Right. And those that float around in there, and that's going to give you a tactile feel. On your tongue, mm-hmm. and this is now we're moving into what body is. Well, and I think coffee. the the biggest thing that I've heard you say, and I've 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 thought about it before as well, is milk and water. I think that those right. differentiate. You think about milk. How many more things does milk have in it as opposed to water? That's, you know, it's got fat, it's got sugar, it's got all, all these different pieces there. So there's the, not to say that that's the only reason we get that, but there is a lot more substance in mm-hmm. suspension in the when we're cupping that's typical thing when i'm leading a cupping i will actually get people to have some water mm. and they put it in their mouth they get their tongue involved and that's really what you're doing this whole whole podcast is about getting your tongue involved in this yeah and, and the top of the roof of your mouth as well well it's very much like the uh um the one we, where we went through kind of like the actual physical practice of it mm-hmm. um it's like that slurping mm-hmm. you you want to get it everywhere so mm-hmm. using your tongue to kind of swish it around in your mouth it swishes it around but more importantly it weighs the coffee because these particles have weight to them right if it doesn't have so many particles it won't have so much weight and uh so you're going to get your tongue involved in water and you just get your tongue and you this is not going to if you see this even then it's not going to be that good. But just the tongue's going to go... And you're just getting your tongue up and down like a scale. I think of it this way. Yeah. Imagine walking like normal. Yes. And then imagine walking in a pool. Mm. How much harder is it mm-hmm. to walk in a pool? It's not a bad idea. That it's a lot harder. So it's like... You'll notice it. If you maneuver your tongue while you have just water in your mouth, mm-hmm. think about how that feels. And then if you put milk or coffee, compare it to that. Yes. How does that feel? Which is when you... You spit the coffee out, the, the water out of this, this stage, and your your tongue just goes so fast. It's like wow, I can it's just like a fish it. in water. It's like a fish in water. <laughs> but then you put yourself with gumboots on and water. If you, <laughs> that's the illustration we're going with here. Yeah. And you put the milk in, and suddenly there's this viscosity. They call it. Mm. It's just thick, and your tongue slows down, and it's it feels the weight of the coffee. And now we're moving towards the the body or the weight, the tactile feel of the coffee. And it's not. 
actually well and, and maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's not the texture so it's not like is it sticky is it is it sharp is it it's the actual weight of that so it's like you know it's not like having peanut butter in your mouth where it gets kind of sticky but also has a lot of body to it, it it's i would say it's got a little bit of that because mm. you, in body you're going to talk about smooth a, has a smooth body mm. and other, so it's heavy but it floats around your tongue goes around very easily whereas if you had peanut butter in your mouth it goes not round so easily so you're sort of right there so there's that tactile but that smooth um is it a smooth body or not yeah it's going to be different yeah no Style it is body. it is um well and i think kind of the the whole what we're talking about at the moment is mouth feel mm-hmm. mouth feel yep and i think that that's i don't know for me that's the easiest way to think about it is what is body well it's mouth feel what does it feel like in your mouth exactly. not what does it taste like yeah and I think that's a hard thing to get away from when I'm cupping coffee or, you know, anything we do a lot of times is what does it taste like? Mm-hmm. We don't, it's not quite the texture, but it's the weight. It's, mm-hmm. It is really like a, like a, a scale in your yeah, mouth. That's right. And that, that texture and the flavor play into the body as well. So you, it, it sort of comes in your brain starts thinking about all those and putting all those things together. And suddenly you're getting a score between six and 10, 10 being, this is the best quality body I've ever had in a six and you, you, you sort of start thinking, and as you have the next one mm. from another country, wherever it may be, you realize this is like water and milk. This is like water and honey. It's suddenly, it's got a, a much bigger body on it than the last one had. And then you add that, you know, eventually to the rest of what you're cupping with and, and the rest of how you're tasting it. And it, it, it really does change, you know, the way that you taste or have a... Uh, the feel of a coffee like if you have a coffee that's got lots of chocolatey notes and lots of things like that it's not very bright but it's got and it's got a lot of body sometimes that makes sense but if you have you know i guess it all depends on what you're looking for but you could have a really bright coffee with with a lot of body and Mm -hmm. it might not be what you're looking for so it's it's a really important piece to consider when you're tasting the coffee it is it is and as you're saying when you that's 10 10 percent of the 100 percent score if you're going to score a coffee which is not a you know it's got its ins and outs you have a bit good and bad whatever but uh so, uh, objectively, you're trying to say this one gets a big score body and a little score for acidity. Mm. Um, the end score is going to be balanced in terms of it's, good. it's not a bad coffee because it had a high body, it had a low, and you may like that, you may not, but yeah. there's well, the score. Well, and what do you like, Dad, with, with coffee? Do you like it to have a higher body or does it depend on the coffee or is it too, yeah. too vague of a question? <laughs> I've, I'm very fortunate to have so many coffees. Mm. I've learned and you do learn to appreciate some things i didn't start off liking body so much then i had a sumatra mm. or a Sulawesi, and suddenly realized whoa the taste was very different i had to get used to that taste first but the body was out of this world and i'm going i like this i'm gonna have this again and what happened as i had more for the body mm-hmm. i actually started to appreciate the, the the flavor the taste of the coffee as well and i think that that is a huge part of it is it's kind of like you said, with the different coffees, you had different experiences with it. It's not, body is not going to make a bad coffee a good coffee. Exactly. You know, there's, there's, it's a piece of it and it's important, mm-hmm. but it's not all of it. <laughs> I've had, recently I had a, I think it was an Ethiopian I had that it had a high body and a high acidity and there's, mm. there's, there's balance and there's, there's aroma and, and, and all these different, you know, fragrance, a lot of different aftertaste you could look at, but just body and acidity, mm-hmm. this had high in both of those. So therefore, I got a very high score at the end because it it was it, 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 the balance was really good between the two, mm. and therefore ended up with a really high score. And wow, that's yeah. a good coffee. 
yeah, there you go. So let's dig into a little bit more of the science of body here. Uh, more the the why, the how, the mm-hmm. why is it there kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which you do need to think about that because why mm. does some coffee have it and some doesn't? Well, and how can you get more out of a coffee that you Another good might, question. You know, you might cup something and you say, oh man, this would be... This would be so good if it had a little bit more body mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we extract it? Can we extract mm-hmm. it? That kind of a thing. Um, and I we're saying the word extract a lot again. Yeah. If you have questions about extraction, we have another episode yeah. that talked about that, which is it ties in fairly it does. well. And you start realizing these things all do come together as such. <laughs> They're all in the same cup. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, the uh, extraction it, that's an important part of this as you start. Uh, giving time and temperature to the coffee, put the grounds in mm-hmm. and you put the water in and, and you you put the time in there. Mm-hmm. If you if we've talked about before, if you go too long, it may over-extract. If you don't do long enough, it may under-extract. If the ground's too coarse, too fine, yeah. extraction's going to be be part of that. But part of the extraction uh, is is it's really dividing up the solubles and the insolubles. This is a science course here now. <laughs> Get I, on your science hat. That's right. And and soluble is is it dissolves in water basically. Insolubles it doesn't. The, the, the particle is still there and the water doesn't get into it and it can't extract any flavor out of that particular particle as such. Right. I think of it like, uh, or uh, one way I just actually just thought of this, but uh, is if you think about having water, put a bunch of salt in it, stir it up, salt dissolves. Mm-hmm. Put a bunch mm-hmm. of eggshells in there, mm-hmm. stir it up. Insoluble. They are going to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's going to change the way it feels. It's going to change like the literal actual mm-hmm. weight of the coffee itself. And so those pieces are going to have a pretty large effect. Yeah, you don't really want to drink that, of course. Cause <laughs> no, no, we're not recommending you put eggshells in your coffee. <laughs> this could be a new coffee. Eggshell <laughs> coffee. It's like white coffee, but 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 egg. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've tasted these two coffees I had in front of me. And yeah. Actually, they, the flavor is different. Yeah, very different. Um, one being a more metal style, one being the paper style. And But I'm liking them both. I, the flavor is different, but the body is actually fairly similar for an Aeropress. I don't know if it's just a smaller uh, paper filter it's going through, because we're going to look at shortly that a paper filter tends to take out more oils than a metal filter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely a difference. It's it's, it's interesting. And, um, and the tweaking we're, we're getting into now, changing the coffee, I, I need to say also that mm. the coffee comes, the seed comes with everything in it that it's ever going to have, basically. It, and it's you got can, all the tools there. Exactly. And you can bring out certain bits and other bits, but you can't, if it doesn't have body, mm. then it, you're not going to be able to tweak really much at all. But it has a little bit or half of, you know, there's enough in there, you can tweak out to accentuate that part of the coffee right it's like a it's like a a a music or a song you know you Mm -hmm. on your stereo in the car you can turn up the bass in Mm -hmm. a song to the middle of the treble turn them down but if a song doesn't have any low end or any bass to it there's you you can crank it but it's not going to do anything that's right so it really does have to be there Mm -hmm. you can't uh uh you can't you can't break what's you can't add something that's not that's already right. existent in the coffee. And if it is there, what we're doing with the the SEA um, cupping form, what we're doing here is, mm. if there is body, if there is acidity, if there's acid, all those things are there. Mm-hmm. Really, we're now looking at if we're going to go for the musical an- an- analogy. You're looking at the different notes, and you say, I want to pull out all the 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 middle C's, yeah, or perhaps other bass notes. Perhaps the body is a lower note yeah and you're just now trying to forget about the the d's 
all the other notes on the piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just want to bring out the C's, let's say, or right. the, the lower C if you want to go that deep. And uh, you're trying to filter out and say, I can't hear the other notes. All I'm listening to is for C's. Da, 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 da. Oh, there it is there. Hear it. Da, da, you, you and da. you're looking for balance within that. You know, if you have a song that's just all low end, you know, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a song or a final product that's way out of balance. Whereas exactly. if you if you even it out, you know, if you have a song that's that's got balance through it, so it's again that's looking for that balance within mm-hmm. that body, it's gonna present you with a more uh you know, a more defined cup as far as like you can you can differentiate between flavors and different things. It's not gonna be overpowered by one aspect. Yes, yes. And the balance too comes in all the other notes are just as important. But you at this point we're just looking at the C. Mm. But you need B and D and E. You need all those notes as well to give it a balance rather than if it is you're saying. So yeah. They're all important, but we're just focusing right now on body. Yeah. And and again, those those insolubles are things that don't dissolve in the hot in the hot water or the coffee or you know even cold brew um, are going to be uh, the oils. They're going to be uh, the actual solid parts of the bean. There's going to be pieces that make it through the filter or or you know depending on what filter you use, they may not, mm-hmm. but that are all going to add or, or change the way that that feels there. And typically, if you're going to start off in this whole looking at body coffees and trying to, to focus on that. This is a huge generalization because coffee has moved on in terms of how you can get more body on the farm as well when you're growing coffee, although genetically it's there or it's not. Mm-hmm. And particularly the Indonesian coffees, the Sumatra, the Sulawesi, they are known to have a lot of body. Mm. Um, then you've got those who are less body, but they've got other attributes that are good, like Colombia and Mexico are known not to have as much body. But that's what it used to be known. And things change, though. As time goes on and they, they try different methods on the farm, Right, it can change that up a little bit. Well, and I think that's important. An important thing to note is that's where blending comes in as well. You know, in, unless if you're doing single origin, obviously, mm. you know, you're going to be looking for a like balance it. in your coffee. Mm. But if, if you, you know, let's say you have a Mexican coffee that doesn't have mm-hmm. the body you're looking for this season, you know, you might add in a Sumatra or exactly. taste different things. And that's where that cupping comes important because mm-hmm. you... You learn to differentiate between the coffees and you can say, okay, this one actually, I know this one has a lot of body to it and I know this one doesn't. I'm going to try adding them and then see what the flavor, what it does to that. Do they complement each other? That's that's really good, Reed, because yeah, when we're making a blend and that's one of the advantages of a blend, you can, the proportions you can change as coffee changes over time. Yeah. And uh, but the good thing about that for with a, a blended coffee is you can keep the the, the integrity of that flavor going throughout. Mm. Whereas you've got just one coffee and if that starts dying off in some ways, it's died off. You've got to get a new coffee. But with right. a blend, you can add the Sumatra if it's not giving as much bottle as you want. Well, let's go to let's go to some of its neighbors and let's go to Papua New Guinea and see what they've got there that will bring body but not take over the flavor. And now you're you're in the whole realm of making a blend of coffee. <laughs> it's a whole new episode. They're blending. Oh my! <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got you know those are two examples of some coffees that generically have different profiles for for body there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, is there any any particular guide that we can go with for what coffees may be prone to more body other than just those two? Or is it 
yeah. or a different oh, styles yeah, of coffee true. even. I or... mean, you could look at it in more detail and I know and I've tasted Guatemalans that uh, have some thick bodies, some El Salvador's that have some thick body. Yeah. And uh, that's a generalization as well. You need to cut these coffees and see if this particular one and this particular year of this one has it. Right. And uh, but then I've tasted some wonderful geisha, uh, Ethiopian, and going or from Panama, mm. and they're they're very delicate. Mm-hmm. When I say delicate, they don't have that body fat. They have a different complexity to yep, it. Yep, and therefore, they, and they're almost tea-like. When I say tea-like, tea is quite low in body. Well, you think about it, tea doesn't typically have a lot of body until we add milk in it. Exactly. Yep. Um, so its extraction is a little bit different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. The other thing that can that can change or manipulate the body that we're getting would be the process or the way the coffee is processed. Now we're back on the farm now, and you're right. Yep. So as I say, you've got the the coffee, the green bean. It's mm-hmm. been um, taken off the tree. The cherry's been taken off, and it's going through a process. And there's different processes which we'll have to do another bot a podcast on processes. <laughs> it's like every every episode we figure out what we're going to do yeah, next. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep you coming back for more. Yeah, but um, different processes of, of of how that coffee goes from the the seed on mm-hmm. the tree all the way through getting onto a boat uh, <laughs> right. to come to Europe, to New Zealand, to Australia, to to America. Here, yeah. it's it's going to um, go through a different process. And that process will affect tweak again the body of the coffee right right I, i'm just going to talk about three major ble- major processes and there's more to it than that mm, what are the three? First one is washed okay it's with washed wet they call it and there's water a lot of water involved a lot of guatemalans go this way which is perhaps you know whatever they they um i think when you were in brazil <coughs> um when you visited <coughs> uh uh the farm in Brazil, there. I, I think I remember seeing lots of pictures of water-washed coffee. Yep, yep. They have a lot of water available, and that makes sense. That and there was a lot of message, uh, water method. processing and all that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, but they're known. Those water ones are known for clarity, for cleanliness, hmm. um, and uh, therefore the mouthfeel yeah. is not such a such a highlighted thing. As, as uh, generalization again, you can get generalization, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the weight, not the necessarily the taste. Exactly, it's the weight. It's the weight. Um, you've got naturals, which are the opposite end of the spectrum, and mm. no lot less or no water involved in naturals. It's plucked off the tree, it's dried, and because the sun comes out and it, it sort of it, its own juices and the sun go into the seed itself, mm. uh, typically they have uh, more body. Just like in generalization, because there's no water to take stuff away and clean any solids away from that particular coffee bean. Well, I mean, that's just even just that right there. Again, it's generalization. It's not always going to be true. Um, different coffees will be outliers in those results. But basically what we can, you know, kind of what we can figure out is, you know, if you're in the store looking at coffees and the bag of coffee tells you the process that it went through, whether it was washed yes. or whether it was, it was uh, you know, dry, you can kind of take a look and say, do you want to wash your natural? And if you can, you can, you can, you can get a better chance of getting body mm-hmm. going with that natural as opposed to the wash not always true but it's it's something no, you no, can you're use right. as a rule of thumb the trick there of course is also you get a, a big variation of flavor right and a lot of the naturals like i think of the ethiopian naturals are very berry front very lots of body but very berry mm. where you go for an <laughs> ethiopian a washed one oh yeah like a berry like a you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know, blackberry whatever taste uh blueberry but uh you can go for a washed one and they're more the citrus but they have a lot less body with them yeah, and uh, so you're getting a very different citrus versus to a berry fruit. That's a different taste, but they've got different bodies going on too. 
this is a curiosity of mine, but do you ever see a blend that has, so let's say it's a Brazilian coffee, mm-hmm. but it's the same exact Brazilian coffee from the mm. same farm, mm-hmm. one that's natural processed and one that's washed. And then, so, you know, theoretically, mm-hmm. we have more body in the natural one, less in the washed one. But there may be different flavors. If we combine the two of those, do we get right. just a double whammy of awesome? Uh, I don't want to burst your bubble here, but <laughs> the, typically, I think the balance is going to be off. And gotcha. when I say the balance, not just, I mean, the body, maybe you may get in the middle there, but I think the flavor is going to be so similar. Yeah. That that flavor part and the acidity is going to be one thing as well, and it's it's mm. it's it's just going to. I don't think you'll be that happy at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> it's possible and technically, and I'm sure people do do it, yeah. but that's why you'll use different beans typically to bring in uh, a, a body and a flavor that complements rather than two exact same flavors, just sort of a little going over the top at that point. But I'm sure there's ones out there that taste <laughs> really good, and people can let us know. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just amazing. Before we even get the beans into the roaster, yes, there's certain processes and things that have been done, even just regions that have been grown in soils, mm-hmm. amount of sun, mm-hmm. whether or not there was a monsoon that year. Yeah, that's right. That are affecting it and basically giving us these tools or this toolkit of like, you know, here's what I have mm-hmm. to work with that we don't get to change. Mm-hmm. And so that's when, you know, tasting what coffee you're getting from your supplier is so important. important. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm year to year it's going to change yeah it's true you know if you want new coffee you're gonna to have to taste all that mm-hmm. i was talking to someone at work the other day about how yeah this it's a long term for a farmer mm. they know about it and the roaster it's a fairly long-term process yeah it's not quick whereas a brista you you make the make the coffee it's done it's over boom oh you want this one okay oh, here's this one here now don't mm. Whereas it gets slower and slower as you go back in the process from the barista to the roaster to the farm. Now the farmer's got one crop for the year. Right. He's going to look after that for a long time. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, we may be getting in the weeds a little, but it's, it's, I think it's interesting how you as a roaster, do you feel like over the course of, you know, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm you have a better understanding of the way coffees tend to taste and the way that obviously they tend to taste. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause you've been tasting them a lot more, but year to year you can kind of, you can kind of see patterns in different regions and that kind of thing that help yes. make your decisions when you're looking for stuff like body. It's a bit of a yes and a no to that because yes, your experience helps immensely and you sort mm. of have a feel where this may go. But as I was saying earlier, um, jumps in how they're producing coffees and, and new techniques they're using on the farms. And, yeah. and the one we were talking about here shortly, the honey and the pulp naturals, uh, they can change things up so that your experience goes, oh, that's different to what I was expecting. Yeah. So you, that's where for a roaster, you've got to, it's the, it's not just um, doing it day in, day out. There's an art to it as well where you actually think about, oh, this yeah. is changing it. The latest thing in roasting really is the whole roast development. In my day, we didn't even know about that. It was just, was it light or dark basically? Yeah. Or was it dark or darker? My <laughs> but uh, now there's a whole, whole, study coming out in roast development and that changes up even how that whatever bean the brazil bean that you've had for years mm. you can tweak that now to make it oh that's quite different to how i remember roasting it in the past and i want to jump into that but i want to really quickly get the the honey pulps oh, and naturals yeah that's that's a i, I really that's sort of like in between the wet <laughs> and the the dry or the natural yeah and they're a little bit the, of a hybrid they are and they I, I think they bring out the best of both worlds possibly <laughs> but that's my personal uh, opinion 
but the mucilage when you pick the cherry off the tree mm-hmm. it's got a, a skin that gets uh taken off for wet processing and then they right. get rid of that sticky mucilage but uh, for honey processors, they take the skin off, but they leave the mucilage on and they put it on the drying patios, mm. the raised beds of coffee, and and they let that mucilage sort of do the work, whereas the wet process, they've taken it off, so there's no mucilage to do anything. The dry process, it stayed, all of it stayed there in the skin, like a vacuum, it's just in there and it's incubated right. in there. Whereas the naturals, it's the, the, the semi-pulped honey, I should say, uh, they... They do a bit of both, and yeah. so, and then you get different colors depending on how long you leave it in the sun, how much shade you give this coffee. Wow! And you can get right down. I can't. I don't know if the colors red, blue, ends in a black coffee, which hmm. is a term for it's been left the longest, um, and and so the the, the mucilage is really soaked in quite a bit. Hmm. I mean, that's crazy how many different, just even in just the drying and how what you do with that. And that affects, of course, what we're really back to what we're talking about. The, the body is right. that syrupiness, that and that the what's the word syrup? You think of body. You think of body. Thick. You think of honey. You think, yeah, it's not just this watery thing. It's got a syrup that's doing stuff mm. uh, to the to the bean and and bringing out the body if it's there. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so the next step is the or the next thing that we can do to turn it or one of the next things is mm-hmm. brew methods. Yeah, and like we had talked about. Um, we we had put on our show notes. We put we put a couple of other things. We put AeroPress, French press, espresso, Chemex, um, and when we looked at the AeroPress one, we we said that the paper filters. You know, or we said AeroPress would give you more body. Mm-hmm. And when you buy an AeroPress, you get paper filters. With mm-hmm. it. You can buy metal ones from Cone, but it comes with paper. Mm-hmm. So assuming that's what they meant. We thought, okay, so it's saying you get more body through a paper, and then later on in our notes we had some well, stuff. Well, less, less body through Or sorry, paper. less body, you're yes. right. And then in in our notes later on, we had some stuff that said, you know, obviously the paper is going to soak up some of the oils mm-hmm. and not let that mm-hmm. pass, so it's going to give you less body. So we thought, hmm. well, how does that work if the AeroPress gives you more body but uses a paper filter? So that's why we made the two cups today. So we had mm-hmm. paper or this one's paper yeah, and this correct. one's metal. Yep. Just to taste it. And, and both had a, a decent amount of body to them, I would say. Which that perhaps is the way the AeroPress, how the method is used, that it just helps yeah. with the body. Um, it also depends on the coffee we had. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> but the same coffee is what we put through both we processes did, yes. to see. And the body, to me at least, the body was very similar. It was actually. And I, it had a good body. I, if you're doing a, a scale six to ten, I would say there's a good eight, the eight and a half. I would give yeah. that for body. And I've always been impressed with, uh, you know, AeroPress. I, I I personally don't understand the science behind it, but mm-hmm. I've always found that AeroPress has a really good body note to it. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so, you know, that's our first one, AeroPress. Yes. And then French press. We can also get some extra body with that. That's right. And it's 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 where we talk about the metal filter in the French press mm. that allows body to go through. Of course, you'll know if you ever make a French press, what's left in there is all the... The, the insolubles thank you <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is actually gets in your cup and you drink it you'll notice at the end of a cup of french press you'll Little notice sludge. that that's, those insolubles are still there but that's adding body to the coffee yeah well i mean you can even see it as you um before you press it and you can see how much is floating in that coffee when mm-hmm. you press it down the filter in that to me at least mm-hmm. is not as fine as a paper filter is like the metal filter of a of a French right, press, it's not right. as fine as mm-hmm. the as the paper filter on you know something else might be, so it is going to like you said let more through, mm-hmm. um, and it's not going to necessarily soak in at all. Yeah, like yeah. a paper filter would. Exactly. 
I had a thought we did the cone, the K-O-N-E. Uh-huh. We've done it for an error press, and I've got one for a pour over as well. I've never seen a cone for a French press. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, a French press kind of uses a metal filter already. It does, already. but a cone's got you know just the pattern of holes that they've put in that, that stainless steel. Don't worry about it. That was just a thought. <laughs> if anyone listening works for a cone, yep. let us know if that's yeah, something that's you can right. do. And, um, uh, and then another well-known one is espresso. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment for that. Yeah, just mm. do that. Uh, silence there. <laughs> And that's known, and again, that extraction, the way the water comes through quickly, yeah. uh, through the fineness of, and it's a very fine blend, of course, that you've you've, you've ground. Right. And uh, that tends to bring out some good body. The nice thing about espresso, the method they also can bring out, if it's got acidity, it would be there too. So now you get this great balance going on between the two. And I would say there's a little bit of a correlation between Aeropress and espresso. Obviously, they're vastly yep. different, but mm-hmm. they're... Of of the other methods, Chemex French press, Aeropress has the most pressure behind it. Exactly. Um, obviously, espresso has a lot more pressure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's that aspect that's common to both of them. Uh, the last one is the Chemex. I just use that as a as a, a comparison. And Chemex right. is typically going to have, if if anything, it's going to have uh, less oil. And here's the paper, f- the, well, the metal thing coming through again. Well, because that paper filter for a Chemex is very thick. Mm-hmm. It you, is. It's in in on one side. It's folded what four times, yeah, and the other the side fold. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a very thick amount of paper that it's pros- going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of like a, I think of like oils like mm-hmm. i think of like car oil mm-hmm. how do you soak it up well you get an, an absorbent rag and soak it up and then it doesn't leave the rag even if you you know if right. you get oil in your clothes or something mm-hmm. or if cooking you get oil in your clothes it stains because it soaks into your clothes um, whereas if you uh cleaned up oil with a one of those wire things you use for scrubbing pots oh, and pans yeah it I'll, would go everywhere <laughs> it wouldn't yeah no it would seep through your 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 wire sponge that's right no experiment needed there because yeah think steel know, cloth that's what i'm thinking okay of. yeah yeah it's not gonna work um so those are you know those are some different examples of mm-hmm. different ways even just the brewing side of it you know i i think to me it feels like as you go from farm to cup uh the farm has a lot of a say, a lot of say, mm-hmm. and then almost each step as you go down, you're narrowing the mm. amount you can change it. That's, that's probably true. Yeah, because you know if you, our brewing methods are going to be different, mm-hmm. but the the biggest factor is going to be the farmer mm-hmm. and then the roaster, mm-hmm. then the you know the, the then the brew and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. And how we that probably works. should touch on the roaster just. As we, yeah, you had mentioned here. a little bit about the because roasting. The, as you were saying, the farm has a big impact on, on the actual seed they start with has a huge impact on it. Totally. And as a roaster, we have an opportunity to tweak it as well if it's there. Mm. Um, and typically you would think of uh, darker roasts uh, are also often associated with more body. Mm. But it's not always the case. As I was talking about roast There's development. There's more to it than just the color. Exactly. And you know when you get a dark bean, roasted dark bean, and you can see all the oil coming out, you oh yeah, well that's obvious. Yeah. But it's not as obvious as that. There's, there's science out there that would go to show that... Um, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, well, you had a good about. quote from, uh, was it Matt Perger? That's right, Br- uh, Barista Hustle. <laughs> I'm reading off the notes, so I'm cheating. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know Matt either, but he had a good quote. And, yeah, good uh, quote, Matt. Bean color and roast development are not always connected. Hmm. Roasting is a complex combination of multiple factors, and good roasters will control the heat all the way through the roast to accentuate their desired profiles. And that accentuate all through the roast 
um, to to reach desired profiles, mm. that's the tweak that the roaster can make. He can make it longer. There's some science out there talks about if you prolong the first crack in coffee, that will allow for more body in the coffee to develop. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's a, it's kind of like that misconception that darker or coffee has mm. more caffeine. Right, right. It's, it's, there's, there's more to it than just getting to the color part of it. You know, there's, there's a, there's a process and there's how long you make that process with heat and temperature and all that kind of stuff. It's been great in the last five years of different folk who are, are starting to do, I didn't see too much. There wasn't a lot of written material out there on particularly mm. the roasting side. Another one, I, I have a book, uh, Modulating the Flavor Profile of Coffee by Rob Hoos. And he explains the uh, the Maillard reaction, which I remember as a school thing. Oh, how boring. <laughs> now I go, oh, the Maillard, that's an everything. It's an amazing yeah. process. And I, I, it's so amazing. I don't understand much of it. <laughs> it's so amazing. But uh, he looked at stretching out uh, the roast there mm. uh, that stretches out the whole that whole reaction that's in a lot of the roasting process. Right, right. And uh, it can lead to more uh, Miller, uh, what's he got here, to Miller Odin's. Um, Melanoidins. I'm not sure how to say that word actually, but but that's the body part, one part of the coffee that because you've stretched that bit out, uh, you've made a longer roast. You may get to the same color, but you have enabled, you've tweaked it so that now you've got more body in your coffee. Mm. But I should, I know there's a term in roasting we call baking, which is not a term you want. You don't want coffee that's being baked and really baked as the word sounds like you've just stretched out it too long mm. and now it's dried out and things have not gone well in the in the roast because it's now a very blah coffee we talked about before we recorded about baking and, and one of the definition or kind of ways to think about it we came up with was a marshmallow mm, if you right. roast a marshmallow yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's got the word roast in it yeah, if you like roast that. if you roast like a marshmallow that. it'll you know cook in two minutes or mm-hmm. Depending on how patient in your you are. case one, yeah. in my case one minute or less, but if you put a um, if you put a marshmallow in the oven at mm-hmm. a low temperature for mm-hmm. a long amount of time, you know it'll just expand and expand. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't burn it, you can make it grow. But it's not a roasted marshmallow. At the that sweetness point. goes, the body goes from it, and suddenly, yeah, you've got a, a baked marshmallow. And that's what we do with coffee. If we if we prolong that for too long, you know, mm-hmm. if we don't have high enough temperature, we can we can cause those things. So it's, it is a balance when you're doing that to make sure you do it, but also don't to not overdo it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we could go on. I I, I could learn, and you could learn more about body, and mm. and I, not that I want to get focused just on body because there's many other parameters there. We want to look at acidity shortly too, not today, but yeah. another time. But my realization in all this, and when I started roasting coffee, when I started cupping coffee, I realized one thing, three words, I need to use my tongue. <laughs> I'm not talking about talking, because I sometimes do that too much, sometimes I don't do enough of it. <laughs> but uh, start using your tongue when you're drinking coffee and, and just weigh the coffee. And you will be surprised mm. that... I think this is why I like this coffee because it's really heavy. I've never right. thought about that before. And body is in or it's not in the coffee and mm. you will notice it by using your tongue. Yeah, I think that's a that's a super important thing. And I think, you know, if anything, just think about it. That's kind of been our right. whole thing throughout these last cupping episodes is to think about it. And thinking about the body, you can do that. Um, it's, to, to get the body of a coffee, it's best to do it black. So you don't want to do it with right. milk. That's going to affect it and all those yep. things. But and I, we didn't say, I may have said it, but also use your tongue for weighing, but then get your tongue on top of your mouth and just pull it back 
and you will see that smoothness we're talking about, whether it's really grainy or it's really heavy, but it's smooth. Mm. And that's sort of when you're tasting coffee, you want to use the tongue and the roof of your mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, with those tools, you know, that's something we can, you can start to look at and look for, especially when you're cupping um, and even just drinking different coffees if you're at work or if you're going out for coffee, you can mm-hmm. start to kind of assess that a little bit more. And uh, it's something that can really, really give you a, a lot more in your cup or mm-hmm. if you don't like body, something that can ruin your cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is a, a huge important aspect of it. And we look forward to kind of going into a few more aspects of cupping. But again, thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the Bean Stuff podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we look forward to chatting with you next week and uh, we'll see you soon.